Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green from Huge Profits Tiny List with another call in the podcast series. Today I'm speaking with someone very special, Justin Popovich. Welcome, Justin. Thank you very much, Connie. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm thrilled to have you. I've been following you for, um, I want to say, about a year and a half or so. And then finally we met in person at Dennis Becker's Earn 1K a Day event where we were sharing the stage, as they say. And I learned even more about you and have grown to really admire and respect everything that you're doing. Wow. Well, thank you. And, and likewise, it was uh, it was awesome to meet you down in, in Vegas and like you said, share the stage when you were willing to share it. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's no, right. That, that was a good time. Your, uh, your, talk, your talk was awesome. It was. Uh, I still I still go back to my notes every once in a while to remind myself of some of the stuff that you told me to do that day, and uh, <laughs> and so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And you know, you um, are a young person, and I love you. And you're a young person from Canada. And I uh, first uh, spoke in Canada. Now it's been a year. This month makes a year, and I'd never been there before. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. And um, I just want to find out, you know, my, my people are not familiar with you for the most part, and we want to know how did you get started? How did you go from wherever you were to where you are now doing great things on the Internet? Tell us, tell us about it. Sure. Well, it was, uh, it was the start of 2008 that I – effectively walked away from a, a really high-paying corporate job, the golden handcuffs that a lot of people like to call it. Um, but I'm kind of like your classic story, right? There's a lot, there's, I'm sure you talked to plenty of people either currently in this or that were in this at some point where you, you've got a job that pays well, but that's pretty much the only thing that you really turned on about it, and everything else is kind of not so great. And you, you know, these jobs kind of teach you what you like and what you don't like about your life and what's going on. And that's sort of what happened to me. Like, I... From a young age, I was sort of molded to, you know, go to go to post-secondary school. I went to university and, and took computer science and went and worked for a big corporation doing computer-type stuff. Uh, and the company I worked for actually got bought by IBM. So I was working for as, pretty much as big of a corporation as it gets. And uh, I spent the first seven years of my career doing that. And like I said, I was, doing, I was successful by, you know, your standard definition of the word. I was making a lot of money. I was getting promoted pretty much every year. But there was a huge piece missing, which I think a lot of people can probably relate to, and that is that there was really no desire to be there at all. <laughs> there was no joy in what I was doing. Um, frankly, I, I really hated it. And, and I think part of it was youth and inexperience and not being grateful for what I have. But another part of this just wasn't who I am. Uh, I think I'm an entrepreneur at, at heart and spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I had a real problem uh, having to just having somebody else have control over where I had to be and what I had to sell and what I had to do and the board meetings I had to attend and the crap I had to listen to in those meetings. It and really it, is torture, problem. isn't it? What's that? I, I say it's really torture. It Honestly, it was. It was like this silent, subtle torture because in a way I was kind of, I knew in my heart that I didn't want to be there. But a, another huge part of me, this rational side of me, was saying, you know, maybe a fear-based side of me was saying, well, you ha it's responsible to be here, and what what else are you going to do? And so, um, for a few years, I really I didn't like it, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't think of becoming an entrepreneur. I was investing my money really stupidly into these schemes that promised to pay you a lot, thinking if I could make a whole bunch of money, then 
then I could just quit and then just do what I want with my time. <laughs> and as you know, that never works. So I, I ended up losing a lot of money on these scams and all kinds of doing dumb stuff, really. And then uh, it was around the fall of 2006. So this would have been my uh, and just about to enter my seventh year in the corporate world. I I got turned on to some different motivational books and self-help stuff that I never really read or knew about before. The first thing I saw was that movie called The Secret. That that kind of interested me in this stuff, but I really went way further, and I realized I love this stuff. And I spent basically the entire year of 2007 just like devouring information from different authors and speakers and entrepreneurs about changing your life and setting your own goals and paving your own way and, and starting to live your you know by your own rules and realizing that I didn't have to live a corporate life. And yeah, it may be scary. It may be a big change, but I, I could do something different. And I, and I, at that point, I knew I had to be an entrepreneur. And so a year later, I was putting in my resignation letter and going off on my own with, honestly, without Connie, much of a plan at all. <laughs> I had some pretty bold goals and I, I had an abundance of confidence or overconfidence to a point of being almost stupid. But I, I quit my job at the start of 2008. And, and ever since then, I've been you know doing what I can to make it on my own. And I'm happy to say I haven't turned back. Hasn't been easy, um, but over the past couple of years, in 2010 specifically, kind of found my way into um, a content creation company now called Best Quality PLR. This is our fourth year in business. And we're having a great deal of success, my business partner and I, uh, and that's where we are today is we run this, uh, this content creation business. We have thousands of customers all over the world, and uh, the company's growing really quickly, and now you know, I've, I'm kind of doing all these things I wanted to do, uh, for a number of years, being an entrepreneur and having total freedom and being there for my kids and taking them to school, uh, but I, you know, it took me a while to make it happen. But here I am, and I'm never going back. I promise you. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what I really want to share with people is, you know, they're they're very familiar with me and with my story, and now they're getting introduced to you, Justin. And you know, our stories really parallel. You know, here I was. I turned 50, so a whole lot older than you. And it really was in 2005 that I came to that conclusion that the life I was living really was somebody else's dream. I had no passion in it anymore, and I really needed to do something else. I knew God had a different plan for me, and I was searching for something. And my search, you know, the next year led me to resign from teaching, to give away my real estate clients. And I also did see that movie, The Secret, and started reading. That really set me on a path of learning and trying to seek enlightenment, I guess, in my life. And, you know, here you and I, we, we ended up in the in the same path where we knew we had to leave that other life behind. It wasn't for us anymore because, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I found myself saying things that weren't in, in congruence with my thinking. I was saying, oh, yes, we'll do this for the children this year in the classroom, and I'm thinking that will, won't be good for them at all. And I'm having to right. say that because that's the job. That's what we have to do. Mm, yeah, that, that's hard. And and making those decisions that you made, that's, I mean, that flies in the face of a lot of conventional ways of thinking, right? It's it's scary to do that. And and when you yeah. look around, I, I'm not sure about your experience, but other than my wife, it's not like I had a ton of people in my life going, yeah, this is a great move. Go for it. <laughs> Most people are like... Uh, I've talked about this in my talk. <laughs> they're just silent. They just didn't say anything. So yes, to me, that's I like their, their way of disapproving. Exactly, exactly. You know, they're afraid that we're going to make a decision that we'll regret forever, and they don't know any other way, so they just don't want to encourage us. So finally, they just don't know what to say because anything they say 
won't come out right, will insult us. And so we have to just keep moving and, and be trendsetters on our own is what I believe. Absolutely. And and find more people like this, like this podcast, where you can connect and listen to all kinds of other people that do believe in this stuff. And you come to realize really quickly that there's millions of people out there that are actually just like us. You just have to go and find them. They're not. They're probably not going to be in your previous circle of friends or or colleagues or family even, uh, but they're certainly out there, and and you you probably get along with them really really well, just like you and I did, Johnny, because we <laughs> think the same. Yes, yes, and I guess my message to everyone, and and yours probably as well, is that anybody can do this if you make that decision then you start moving toward what you want to do and away from what you know that you don't want to do and keep learning and then start implementing as quickly as possible, then anyone can really achieve success in this new life. Yeah, and I think the key word in that entire thing that you just said there is the, is decide, is to make the decision. And that that's something that I believe gave me a lot of power in, in the way I approached it is I – I didn't wait until I had, you know, $5,000 a month passive income, you know, working evenings and nights uh, to say, yeah, now I'm, I'm ready to quit. I just went for it. And I, le- I left myself no other option but to succeed in my business. And, yeah, it was damn hard and maybe, you know, maybe a little reckless and careless. But I'm so grateful for those hardships because it taught me, it hardened me to become a, a savvier, you know, uh, more efficient entrepreneur. And I think a lot of people that want to do this but haven't made that leap yet, that's just the, that's the last step is making that decision despite the fear and despite all the unknowns. Uh, really, becoming an entrepreneur is all about embracing that. And so I'm not telling, you know, if you're listening, that's not telling you to quit your job tomorrow, but I'm, I'm talking about the mindset here. It's, it's aggressive versus passive. If somebody's pushing you around in the schoolyard, the, the person who stands up for themselves will survive a lot better than the one who shies away, right? It's... It's that kind of mentality. You need to be able to go for it. And, and if you don't have that courage right now, then you need to start feeding your mind so that you can grow to become the kind of person that can. I'm, I'm sure you would agree, Tony. I would agree completely. And um, I'm sorry to say that I was one of those people that let other people push me around for, for many years. And it wasn't until I was just so unhappy because of that that I had that courage to take the action. And it was it was so hard. And now... I can't imagine living without the choices that I've that I've made because I was really just existing for those last maybe five to ten years that I was in the in the workforce. Right, and that that the pain of that situation is was very very beneficial for you because it forced you into this new decision. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that never even have the awareness of what we're discussing right now. Right, it's. It's, they just go through all this blindly, not knowing that they have the power to make a change or that they can use all of these neg- negative experiences to their advantage and, and kind of follow your footsteps or mine or anybody that's done something like that's a massive transformation like this. Uh, and it's sad to see, really, because you see a lot of people that could be a lot happier with a couple of little, you know, small moves. There may be big deci- decisions in the grand scheme of things, but there are small changes, really. Um, that can have a massive impact in your life. It's, again, it comes down to having the guts to go for it. That's right, and I really encourage everybody listening that you know if you feel this, and people come to me, and at this point I say, yes, you must get away, and I've said this in the last couple of books I've written, you must leave the job. You must make a plan and do that. And I pretty much had my one-year plan where I was going to leave in June. I was going to resign, and that meant no medical benefits, no retirement, nothing, but I knew I had to do that to really save my life. 
and that's how I see it. I, I feel that strongly about it. I know that sounds dramatic, but that's really true. <laughs> well, it, it, it's absolutely true, and and when you think about that, it's it's such an amazing survival skill because it's not like you can draw parallels here from business and life. But if you throw, put yourself out there the way you did, and kind of the way I did as well, um, you know, no retirement, no safety net. Uh, on the business plane or the money or financial plane, uh, that can sort of symbolize life in general. Life is not easy. There's going to be all kinds of other situations where you have no protection. It's total self-reliance and you have to be fearless and you have to face things head on. So why not use the opportunity of business and entrepreneurship and, and changing life that way to toughen yourself overall as a person and then become more capable of handling all this other crap that's inevitably going to happen <laughs> at some point. You're going to be well more equipped as a person to deal with life stuff uh, if, you, if you're bold enough to do it at the business or financial level, which in the grand scheme of things is, is still a lot easier than when it comes down to like the real life stuff. Yes, definitely. And now I can't even imagine working toward retirement. That sounds so odd to me. And I hope it sounds odd to anyone listening. <laughs> you know, we're doing this thing that we really don't want to do so we can have retirement money that won't be enough to pay for things anyway. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad waste of our, of our life, of our goals here on, on the planet. So, well, you know, I think enough about that. I, I love this, this topic. I think we could talk about this forever, and I know that you do a lot of this in your work. But I want to talk more about what you're doing with private label rights because I've made it clear to people that I really only recommend five people for private label rights, and you are one of those those people. So I want to talk about yeah. how you got started in that business and how you can do so much with it. And right now, while while we're still talking, I want people to go over to ConnieLoves.me forward slash pop, P-O-P. That's short for Popovich. So instead of having to spell it, we're just going to nickname you Pop. So ConnieLoves.me forward slash Pop. So Justin, take it away. How did you get started with this, and what can we expect? Well, okay, so how I got started was almost by accident, really. I was My business partner, Ted, and myself, who were still partners, we've been uh, partnered since, I ver since the very beginning. We were at the time, this 2010, running uh, more of a consulting-type business. We were building a lot of websites and doing sort of offline type of marketing for other companies. So that could be, you know, building WordPress sites, doing SEO campaigns or different um, traffic buys for other companies, which is very, very labor intensive. It's a services-based business, right? So it's time for money. Even though we were entrepreneurs, it didn't really give us what we wanted because, if we, you know, we're finishing one deal, it's feast and famine. You've got to go find your next deal and get paid and then do the work again. And it's a cycle that we didn't want to want to repeat. So I was looking for ways to get into product creation, and uh, and so I, I just put one day I just came up with the idea to put together a little mini course on a topic that I had really mastered in my life, and it, it was called um, "Kiss Your Comfort Zone Goodbye." It was all about getting out of your comfort zones and just some some very basic things people could do to uh, to learn how to do that so to expand their lives. And I didn't really know how to market that to self-help type of customers. But I was in touch with a bunch of people who sold to other business owners and marketers. And so I, somebody suggested to me, well, why don't you slap private label rights on this, which I barely even knew what that meant at the time, but it just ba basically meant that I was creating a product where I was passing on a license that people could actually 
buy it and then resell it to this thing as their own and even edit it. So we did that, and uh, it happened to sell without really me knowing what I was doing other than I knew how to put a PayPal button on a page and I knew how to describe my product, but I didn't really know fundamentals of writing a sales letter or anything like that. In fact, I didn't even have any software to manage the sale. It was literally a PayPal button and then, you know, email me a receipt. I'll send you a zip file. <laughs> but, you know, you just you, you try stuff. And that was in August of 2010. And it it worked so well that we, you know, we did another one and then another one and we started a membership site. And here we are entering year number four and we have over 120 different PLR products. Um, and a lot of people think of PLR as sort of, you know, I'll write your you know, I'll write a bunch of blog posts for you and you can post them on your blog. We look at it different. We look at our, our business as uh, licensed content where we basically create an entire product for our customers on a certain topic. We provide the editable versions of, let's say, an ebook or a video course or audio, slides, whatever, um, and the, the packaging, which includes graphics and a sales page. Uh, and then we have other stuff too, like like even infographics that will help promote that product. So if you if you were creating a let's say a product about uh, time management or presentation skills, two two of those topics ha- happen to be things we've created, then we've already got this this sort of baseline product for you to start with. And if you happen to be a coach or a consultant, and one of the things you help your customers with is time management, well now instead of starting from scratch, you have almost everything done. All you have to do, and this is what a lot of our customers do is download our, our product uh, with all of the editable materials and they add their logos and branding to it and they may add you know some introduction type of text to the beginning of the book or they might add a few of their own videos or maybe an audio that helps their clients understand what it is they do so they you know it looks like their own product uh, you know it's a concept of ghostwriting really but then instead of having to do everything from scratch um, they save a ton of time and money building this stuff by buying PLR from us that's well, sort Justin, of I, I want to share with you you know, your stuff is so excellent. I really consider it a business in a box, and I don't use that phrase very often at all. So you have, you know, all these topics, and I have to tell you that your time management, which is what people are going to see when they go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash pop, that's something that I had part of that material from something that I got through Dennis Becker last year, and I included many of those ideas in a book. It's a best-selling book that I have on Amazon which is time wow. management. I didn't even know that story. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. So so I really consider what you do to be so, so complete compared to many other private label rights and resale rights programs that I get involved with. So I love, love, love what you're doing. That's great. And I'm glad you said that because, unfortunately, this is a, a battle that I'm constantly going after in my business. Is the word PLR or private label rights uh, tends to have negative connotations in a lot of circles and and a lot of the time I find myself even telling people that we sell licensed content or white label content just because of these preconceived beliefs about PLR but when you when you explain it that way and when I tell you know even what I just explained to you about how our products work it, it is definitely a lot different so I encourage people um, when they're when they're, when they're thinking of PLR to look actually for some good quality vendors and I'm not just talking about us there's lots of good people out there um, but take your time to actually look around because it can be an excellent asset for your business if you use it the right way. And Connie, your example of putting ideas from a, a PLR product, maybe you used a few of them, into a book that was ultimately your work, um, but you were just using this PLR as, as a tool, so to speak, in, in, in your overall project. Yes, yes we want to make it clear that, that we can't put uh, private label rights on Amazon, so we want to make that, that clear right, right up front. 
But I'll tell you, my book would not have been as good, as complete, as thorough. It wouldn't have been, you know, bestseller quality if I hadn't had a resource that was yours. Yeah, I, if you have a minute, I have a really good example of how I actually used PLR in my business. Um, so I have this course on product creation where I, I it's like a premium price course, but any any uh, business owners that want to learn you know, front to back how to take an idea and craft it as a digital product that you can sell online, I teach that through experience, obviously. And you can imagine there's a ton of stuff you need to learn. I break it into a four-week course. One of the weeks, I teach the how to build a sales page and a sales funnel, really. And one of those uh, the topics is the, is the sales copy itself. How do you get somebody to actually, how do you convince somebody to buy your product uh, through the written word? And I'm not great at sales copy. It's not something that I've really mastered, nor am I great at teaching it, but I certainly needed this to be part of my course. So I created this massive video course, but that one chapter, that one little module on sales copy, I went and bought a premium price, premium quality PLR guide from another expert, and I took his one section on his 13 steps, it's like template for writing a sales letter, and I literally just put that right into my course and had my students go through the checklist uh, when, they, when it came to writing their sales letter. And now I had a more complete, more thorough course, whereas if I didn't have that, then I would have kind of just been guiding them from a less experienced perspective. They don't look at me any, any you know, more negatively just because I wasn't the one to teach them sales copy. I taught them everything else in this process. I just happened to you know, borrow someone else's knowledge for this one piece of the process, and I was up front with them. I told my students, hey, this one chapter comes from another expert. I bought the rights to this, and people are fine with that. Yes, and I love that idea because it's kind of the idea of each one teach one, where someone masters something, shares that with someone else, that person incorporates that into what they're doing and passes it on to someone else. So instead of only the original person having the knowledge and maybe some people in a small circle that are with that person learning how to do it, people far and wide can learn something that will change their lives and change their businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you are an amazing person, Justin Popovich, and I love I love your name. Uh, what what descent is that name? That is uh, Serbian from the former Yugoslavia. Excellent. And have you ever been there? I haven't. My my dad moved over uh, to Canada in the '60s, and I don't even believe he's been back. I think other members of my family have been back, but. Unfortunately, I I learned the language when I was you know a baby, but then unless you keep it going, you forget it. So I've forgotten most of it. But I know it well enough that if I hear other people speaking Serbian, I'll be able to say, hey, they're speaking Serbian. But I won't uh, know yeah, what they're saying. I meet I meet people you know from from there sometimes in my travels. My prediction is in the next few years you will take your family there to explore your roots, and you will be a changed person once again. That's Connie Reagan Green's prediction. Ooh, nice one. Now you just planted an idea in my head. <laughs> yes, I can see it happening, and I can see it just really being so, so wonderful, bringing you and your wife and your children even closer together, and you really seeing another part of who you are and incorporating that into everything you do then for the rest of your life. So. Yeah, great point. My, that's, my uh, that would be awesome. You. Yes, yes. Well, Justin, thank you so much, and I know that you gave us a super, super special deal through that link because I twisted your arm. I twisted it until finally I could hear you cry out in agony. Okay, Connie, I'll do it, and I appreciate it yeah, so much for my it's people. It's still hurting. It's still hurting, but uh, 
I've got some ice on it. I'm, I'm icing it down. No, no need to worry, folks. I'm fine. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to keep the price up there because I can't afford to go through that pain again. All right. Well, I appreciate it. All of my people appreciate <laughs> it. They're going to go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash pop. I've been speaking with Justin Popovich. This is Connie Reagan Green. Be sure to subscribe to all the calls in the podcast series. Take care, Justin. Thank you.